0: Hello, I hope y'all are doing well. I appreciate you so much for listening. Hi there, my name is Finn. I use he, him, and they, them pronouns, and you're listening to this composed mess. It's been a minute since I recorded this podcast, since I've posted this podcast, since I've taken a minute to even think about this podcast, and I guess we're gonna dive into the concept of the fact that if you're listening to this, thank you for being here. Uh, Life has been absolutely messy and I've tried really hard on social media platforms to post and you know have people not worry about me with all the crazy things that have happened and staying composed but that's not where life went and I had to kind of make the sacrifice the past couple weeks of I have one day off of the week I have to run errands I have to do these things what about the podcast when am I going to be able to sit down and like talk on my computer with a microphone, with sound quality that's good because my roommates aren't asleep um, or they're not home. How am I going to go about this? And, you know, I finally found time and this podcast is coming back. I promise it's coming back with a vengeance. Uh, the, The hard part for me too is that right now I'm about month two into taking tea and my vocal break is constant. It is a consistent between normal to really raspy to barely even being, being able to talk to super high, super low, random vo- voice cracks. Um, sometimes it just hurts to talk to. And that's, that's puberty for you, which is a topic we'll talk about today. So I guess just to give you all a little bit of a past recap of the past couple weeks, um, I moved down to Florida I got here, I was feeling confident in, you know, the role, where I'm at, I love where I'm living, I live with my cat, I have two amazing roommates, all of that's great, but I started my job, and let's just say that my job has been very stressful, I've been working about 50 hours a week, um, 11 hour shifts, which I love and I signed up for, but it's a lot, and so... I was trying to find the happy medium of getting settled in before I jumped back onto a podcast, back onto social media, and I recognized that I had to look back and be like, the routine that I had when I was living at home, not paying rent, not working as much, is not the same routine that I have right now at this point in my life, and that's okay, and that's allowed, but now what do I do? How do I continue the things that bring me joy? How do I continue the life that I was living in a different entire state across the country? So, I kind of wanted to take this week to answer questions. So much has happened in even two weeks. Uh, I hit 100,000 followers on TikTok. That's absolutely insane and really cool. Um, I, I'm embarrassed to say that quite a lot of my coworkers have had me show up on their For You page, and that makes me giggle, but I'm so thankful that y'all are here. So, let's chat. Well, how I'm going to kind of go about this podcast episode sorry if you can hear my cat in the background, um, is that I want to just answer questions that pals have been spending, like sending to me, not spending to me, sending to me, um, and kind of going categories, but knowing me, I'm going to read them and like not be in the category that I was trying to begin with. So I guess to start off right away, um, are there any big differences working for the mouse the second time? And then someone else asked a question. If Disney isn't if Disney is actually enforcing inclusivity, or if they announced that for show, um, so I'll address kind of those two things because I think those were the the mouse related questions that I did get. Um, to start off, there have been so many differences into this season of life working at Disney versus my past season in life working at Disney. Um, my past season in life, it was honestly just completely different than. <laughs> than the one I'm living in now. I was 21 years old. I had just graduated college. No one prepared me for what life was going to be life. So I was like, okay, I'll do a Disney college program. I'll make $10 an hour and I'll do the job. Like that's what I signed up for and I'll go anywhere. And I was in attractions and I was underweight. I was coming to terms with my sexuality. I was going through self-discovery. I was experiencing quite a lot. And so to come back in a full-time role where I'm paid a wage that I can live with and be happy with um, and work a role that I love with a queer community completely as myself, even just like having a completely different name and like feeling like a different person has been incredibly validating. Um, Not saying that my team from my past experience wouldn't support me in the way that my team currently does, but they've been nothing but amazing. Um, I will say I can only say great things about my experience. My experience does not speak to everyone's experience, even in in general, right? Like, depending on the situation. Um, My experience has been nothing short of absolutely amazing. Um, I walked into my location. They, you know, my ID still has my legal name on it, but they do not ever even think of dead naming me. They only call me Finn. So many of my leaders don't even know the other name. They just know Finn um, have been incredible and supportive and loving throughout all of it, and I, um, am super duper duper thankful for that, so that's something that I've really been incredibly appreciative to, is that they, uh, have really taken my, uh, me into account, um, they make sure I feel valid, they all introduce themselves the first day asking, hi, my name is this, this are my pronouns, what are your, um, Like, pronouns were just an initial conversation, and I felt absolutely supported and couldn't imagine being anywhere else at this season of my life. Um, There's for sure sometimes I work a role, and you're like, ah, well, this role could have been better, this role could have been better, maybe I'd like this more, but the truth of the matter is, is, like, I would rather work with a team that I love doing a job that's great than, like, a job that I love with a team that's just eh. Um, And so that's why I am where I am and I absolutely love my role. And I mean, everyone's experience is different, but the experience I have had has been nothing short of absolutely wonderful. Um, I guess just diving into the question after that, that goes into it a little bit, um, advice on how to correct people when they use the wrong pronouns while at work. So when it comes to my specific situation, if we're talking about guests that use my wrong pronouns, I leave it be. I'm only going to talk to them for two minutes of their entire vacation. I don't have the energy. It's exhausting. It for sure negatively affects my mindset every once in a while. But the truth of the matter is, I, I, it's not worth my mental capacity in correcting them. I will say, though, that when coworkers get it wrong, um, just give them, like, a face. They oftentimes know, like, oh, I goofed up here. And that within itself, like, they've learned from it. And I sincerely appreciate them when they do correct themselves. I, I will say, too, like, I'm really good at just looking at them, like, being like, what'd you just say? Um, because j- even just saying, like, politely looking at someone and saying, what'd you say? Um, makes their brain reprogrammed to go, oh, crap. Did I? Um, I have had instances with coworkers, they know my pronouns, they've bonded over me, with me about, like, how guests misgender me and they're upset about it, and then they'll accidentally use the wrong pronouns, and they look at me and they'll be like, I'm so sorry. The truth of the matter is, for me, personally, I would rather have people correct themselves and then move on. Sometimes people just would rather have you move on. I think it's up to the person's discretion. For me, if I hear someone say the wrong pronoun, I oftentimes just look at them like, sorry, what'd you say? Or, um... I'll just say, like, Finn, and then they'll look at me like, oh, yeah, Finn. Um, Sometimes people just don't know, or they have a bias, and I've never explained it to them, and I simply, like, I've had situations where they've been new coworkers, and I hear one of the coworkers talking to another coworker and being like, well, she said, and I look at them like, oh, just so y'all know, I use he, they pronouns for future reference. That's all you have to say. Um, I think it's also about where people are comfortable at, you know, like that's what it comes down to too. Sorry, what is my cat doing? She's licking a glass dish and she has her collar on. What a, what a mess this is, but I guess that's how I would kind of go about correcting someone when it comes to pronouns or wanting to feel comfortable. I think those, that's how I would address the situation in general, um, Okay, let's, let's keep going, homies. Okay, so, um, I guess we're gonna dive into kind of questions about Florida, because I have openly shared, um, my area, because a lot of people figured out I was working for the mouse, and that's fine with me, um, but they said, uh, what is your favorite fond memory you have living, of living in Florida again? The truth of the matter is, I don't like living in Florida. I like my bubble of my workspace. I like the people that I live with. Um, I like the beauty of the area, and I have one or two family members that I love here. Um, But other than that, I don't like Florida. I feel incredibly uncomfortable living in Florida. And we'll dive into that, because the next question was challenges of living in Florida as a person that identifies as trans. So, a story today, even, just a simple one. I decided that I wanted to go thrifting for furniture. I was trying to have an introvert day. I started my day at a really cute coffee shop. I became friends with the barista. We talked for like ten minutes. Um, she made me a s'mores iced coffee, and it was magical. And it was made completely with oat milk and non dairy substance, which was wonderful. So besides the point, I'm feeling in a good mood, and then I decided that I want to go thrifting for furniture. So the first furniture that I go store that I go to. Um, I walk in and I find this beautiful velvet chair and it was priced at $50. So I was like, this is a steal. Um, I didn't even like, I was kind of an on edge because I do wear a mask in places. So I was kind of on edge because no one was, but whatever. And then when I'm like walking around the store, this guy is like around my age talking to the elder, like older women that are speaking like there, but not like addressing me at all. Even though I walked in. Before that, it was just really awkward. And so I bring the chair up to the register. I'm like, hey, this is priced at 50 um, It's still 50 right? And he looked me up and down and goes, this chair will be more expensive for you. And I could tell that, like, he was probably the owner's kid or something because he had a lot. He thought he had a lot of authority in that store. And I was just like, oh. Well, I don't, like, how much more would it be? It's, like, probably, like, a hundred. And I was, like, that doesn't make sense. So I just put the chair down. At that point, I was, like, I'm cutting my losses. I don't want to give this place my business anyway. Like, screw this. I create a scene, but the woman in back of me picked the chair up and bought it for fifty. So I was just incredibly frustrated, and I'm I'm really big and not wanting to be like, oh well, everyone's transphobic. Like I've experienced a lot of things like that, or just like walking into any public store and having people look me up and down and like being confused of what I am, sucks. Because I feel confident in who I am right now. I feel confident in how I appear. There's so many days that I'm like, I look great. Oh my God, you're so hot, Finn. And then I go out in public and like, I hear she all day. Or I hear people that like, think I uh, like, can't think. Or they say he, and then I start talking to them and they hear my voice and like, she, she, she. And that's really invalidating too. Because this is probably right now the most, the most self-conscious thing I have right now is my voice. Just because I'm on that vocal break and it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. So that's been my experience, has not been the greatest when it comes to public in Florida. I've never felt like unsafe, but I for sure have felt uncomfortable. Um, and then I've had great experiences too, but then I recognized that they're not really that great. I went to get a haircut. I just went to a local barber shop. I had this guy, Jose, cut my hair, he was absolutely wonderful. But the entire time I thought he real he thought that I was a cisgendered man. Like I was passing to him as a guy. So he was like asking me about my girlfriend, et cetera. And like talking guy to guy with me and like asking me random questions about like how many brothers did was I the only brother in the family, like all this stuff. And I realized that like although the haircut was great and although he was like validating Um, I don't know how I would have handled the situation if he thought it was a female or if I had, um, you know, outed myself as trans. And so it was just very, I've had a lot of uncomfortable situations to say the least. So in total, I don't love Florida at all. Um, but I'm happy to be where I am. Um, I think a lot of it too is there's a lot of fear right now when it comes to health care. Um, when I was in Chicago, I was able to go to a clinic. Um, I got my medication. I had an amazing nurse practitioner. They were non-binary. I adore them with my soul. And moving down here has been really hard in finding affordable health care for transition care. Um, I paid $20 for everything that I got done. I think it was about 50 just for labs. And so to see, like, I don't know what I'm going to do Um, is really scary and something that's been on my mind of not being able to find uh, primary care physicians that are validating Um, on top of the fact of not being able to find, like, clinics because I don't have mouse health care yet. And although mouse health care is amazing and um, the insurance does cover transition care, a lot of it, not always everything, um, that's a lot of money that can come out of my paycheck every week. And there's just a lot of unknown when it comes to that. So I think that's kind of been the biggest stressor for me when it comes to, uh, I guess, moving to Florida, where I'm at there. Yeah. I did have a question, too, of the process of starting tea. if you're comfortable talking about it. I want to soon, and I just don't know how, and I'm scared. So now that I've moved out, I can talk about this freely. Um, which is really exciting. And I don't wanna, you know, badmouth the people that have raised me in the way of feeling a lot of admiration and knowing how lucky I am for the things I have, but I can also more openly speak about it and feel safe in doing so. Um, so I guess we'll start in the fact that I came out as non binary in about December. I was using she they pronouns January. Um, and I really had started to identify as trans about four or five months ago. And so for me, I was identifying more as trans non-binary, but I wanted to appear more mask, And so for me, testosterone was something I was really interested in. You do not have to be a trans man to take testosterone. Even cisgendered women sometimes have to take testosterone due to really low levels. Yes, women have testosterone in their bodies. Crazy, I know. So... Um I really, really wanted to start tea. That was something that I was really interested in. I can dive into the fact that uh, about a year ago, I got a depot shot, which is like birth control, and it destroyed my body. I had a huge ovarian cyst. I was bleeding for months on end. I was severely uncomfortable. I was dealing with all of this healthcare pain. My primary care doctor wasn't listening to me when I was right away, like, concerned. I was like, I've been on my period, but it's not even a period because it's been more than two weeks, um, and I had assessed. So there was a lot of, like, underlying medical care problems that were making me incredibly anxious to start T. Um, I had been on birth control for hormone regulation, for my anemia, for acne since I was really young, um, and so to stop taking that was really scary. And then on top of that to put a new medication into my body that I've never experienced was even more scary. And I didn't really know how to go about it and I didn't really know what to do exactly. So I talked to a lot of friends in my circle of, you know, LGBTQ friends that had experienced taking hormones or had experienced like had experience firsthand talking to one of their friends that had it. Um, I really created a safety net of people, of reaching out to them. Having TikTok as a platform was really great, too, to see. Um, and I'm really thankful for that. I guess where I started was starting to talk to one of my friends in the area. I had hit that point of being really, really ready to start taking tea. But I was kind of terrified of what was next, what I was going to do, um, and how to go about it. For me, I guess what I really started doing was talking to people that were in my area. And I got a lot of information um, from a lot of different clinics where to go because I couldn't use my insurance because it was under my parents' name and I knew that my parents would not be comfortable with me starting to take tea. Um, I had tried to explain the name change to my family and it wasn't honored. Um, I tried to explain my pronouns and they weren't honored. I was told that it was a phase, that it wouldn't last, that I shouldn't put latables on myself. I just felt very uncomfortable. So, after waiting what felt like forever only a couple of weeks I called different clinics. I tried to figure out insurance. I tried to figure out without insurance. I heard how much money it was going to be. I was like, I am struggling. I don't know what to do. Um, with the grace of all of the people I knew, I found a clinic. And I was able to go to that clinic. I felt very affirmed. And that day, I got my blood drawn, and I was told, You can go pick up your tea today if you want. How are we gonna go about it? So, honestly, that day, we got my blood work done, and I was able to go get my tea because of the age I am, because of the person I am. Uh, just like in how ready I was the conversations we had I talked to my doctor for about an hour on end um, I was able to just get my tea and that's not how it goes for everyone I just I really lucked out and so I waited for my blood results a normal level quote-unquote normal but an average range for a female um, at my age for testosterone is about between two, like 45 to 200 is everything I had heard, and the numbers that they were using. Okay, I don't know what the actual numbers were, but to give you context, when I got my blood results, I was told that my number was seven. Seven. So I had such low T levels that even to someone that doesn't identify as trans or wants to transition, um, a doctor could prescribe them tea just to have quote unquote regular levels. And so that's kind of where I was at in the process of getting tea. And I think that's why my doctor was like very like, okay, we can start this now. The reason I was also talking about my depot shot is because when we had the option between, um, pills or how I wanted to go, like, obviously you don't take pills, but when we were having conversations about like how my body reacted to pills versus shots versus gel, I was really adamant about wanting the gel. I wanted the reminder to do it every day, um, to feel that validation. I wasn't going to be able to give myself shots knowing the person that I am at this point in my life. Um, and I also didn't know if I would be able to make shot appointments. So that's how I went about it. Um, so I started the lowest dose of gel. And within a week, my body was changing. And that's something that's like scary in the fact that they give you this list and they go through every single thing and you talk about all your apprehensions and you dive in detail if you have a really great doctor. Um, For me, there were a lot of things like three to six months that I was experiencing in a week and it wasn't like a placebo. It was like things that people in my corner were noticing. And this is important because a couple weeks went by and my family started to recognize what was going on which was something I thought I could get away with for a longer period of time and then I had family you know asking if I was on steroids um and just watching really invalidating content about my experience and I realized that I had to get out of my home and that's why the past you know month or two uh I didn't I wasn't able to say I was on tea. I was saying I was on stuff, and y'all all knew what I meant, but for safety reasons, I couldn't just like adamantly talk about my experience with tea. Um, I think eventually I'll start to feel more comfortable, but I'm no expert, and I'm taking half of the lowest dose possible because of my testosterone levels, how they've gained, because of the weight that I'm currently at, um, and my experience does not speak for everyone else's. I'll say that being scared to take something doesn't make you less valid in your journey. I think that a lot of people like come out and they're so excited for their tea and obviously you can be excited while being scared. I was so excited, I was so excited to get approved. I'm gonna be really honest, y'all. I got my tea and it sat on my desk for two days. Like I just I had it there. Actually it wasn't on my desk. I think it was hidden underneath my bathroom sink or something like that, but I did put on my desk at one point. But the point is that like I was terrified, but I was so excited. But I was really scared because, you know, you're you're fear mongered a lot of times by society that these are irreversible side effects or irreversible things, which is true. There's a lot of things that are, yeah, your body's gonna change, and I mean you can't fully go back from. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about bottom growth at ton, but you can't really go back from that, etc. Um, and it, there's, just, there's a lot of things that change in your body that's really scary. Um, it's amazing and it's exciting, but I'm scared. I'm still scared. I get so excited for the changes, but there is a point that you start to look at yourself in the mirror and it's scary because you don't recognize who they are. You're excited because you recognize the inner person showing outside, but it's also not the person you've been looking at in the mirror for so long. And that's something that I don't think is talked about. Um, that I cried. There have been days I've been really overwhelmed because although I find, like, myself beautiful and attractive, um, that's really scary because it's a different person in the best way. I'm still the same person, but I, on the outside, appear so different. Um, Which has opened my brain up to recognizing that I've always envied men, Um, but I'm not necessarily attracted to men. There's an attraction of so much envy that, um, I've finally been able to unpack. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question a little bit, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll dive into it. So, another thing that friends have been asking me on is, um, gender dysphoria and how I deal with it, along with gender identity. Um, gender, (laughs) confusion is what it is. Um, I think the biggest, thing that I've learned is that labels can help people find a sense of comfort, but at this point in my life, they're super overwhelming. Um, I don't identify as a trans man, but I identify as a trans guy. There's a difference in my brain. Whether there's not in your book, that's that's for you to figure out your own, my dear. Um, I identify as trans. I identify as queer when it comes to sexuality. I also just identify as a queer person. Um, I don't really say lesbian anymore. Not, that's something I'm not comfortable with anymore. Um, and there's something too that dives into that of like sexual identity of not feeling as valid when people in the LGBTQ community that are strictly identifying as lesbian find me attractive is flattering, but it's also like, so are you seeing me as a woman um there's there's a lot to unpack there pals I guess talking about gender dysphoria um it comes in it comes and it goes in the way of like I have points where I feel completely confident in what I appear as right now and other days that um I really want top surgery that will be coming but it's not practical to me right now in the job I'm working in the life I'm living I couldn't I don't have someone to take care of me for two weeks in recovery and then I also would have to get restrictive work for two months and financial, I just, I can't right now. Um, On top of the fact that I'm just like figuring it out Um, and there's days that I wake up and although I identify as a trans guy, like I don't hate my chest, I can put a binder on and be fine. Um, I think summertime is always the hardest of going to the pool and having to put on a top is something that really messes with my brain um, along with just, like, identifiers of, you know, pronouns come and go, and just your gender identity, um, might be completely different than what the pronouns are that fit, like, pronouns are, (laughs) don't equate gender identity, uh, what I've learned is that I am growing as a person, and those are things I can't, I can't answer those questions with, like, how do I deal with it, I deal with it by continuously moving forward, by recognizing that every day is going to be different. That I'm in a season of growth, I'm in a season of change, and so much self awareness. Um, I journal every night. Um, I take time to do what I love. I take I do a self awareness check on my phone two times a day, where I literally just type how I'm feeling so that I have it for later. Um, and it's, it's something of, like, I have been given this body, and all I can do right now is live in this body, right? I can live in this body or KO in this body, and I'm not KOing anytime soon, so I have to live in this body. And um, I can customize my body the way that I want, but there's some things that I just can't change right now. And that's literally things out of my control, and I have to move on from that. And that's kind of how I go about that. Um, I feel like I already addressed this a little bit. But yo, fellow he they here, how do you hype yourself up with with when family and friends question your joy? I like that you um, didn't use like the accepting term, but just question your joy because that's, that's beautiful. Um, I think I've learned that my biological family can still be my family and I can still love them for what they've provided me but I don't always have to agree with what they say and what they do. I've created the differentiation now that I'm not living with them anymore, now that I'm not financially dependent on them. I'm still very thankful for when they do help me, Um, and I'm privileged that they, you know, could help if I called and needed it. But, uh, I don't know if they... Anyway, besides the point, I just reflected on that statement, like, I don't know anymore. Um... But I'm very cognizant that I am the happiest I've ever been, even with the depression, even with the anxiety, even with the the life that I'm living that has quite a lot of mess to it. I'm happy where I'm at. Um, Do I miss my girlfriend, like, every single moment of the day? Yes. Um, Are my days at work absolutely long, and do I cry every once in a while? Yes. Am I feeling really exhausted with tea? Yes. Um, do I not feel like I'm good enough for my friendships? Yes. Um, there's a lot of self-doubt, um, and so when family comes and chimes in, I just, it goes in one year and out the other just because I've created that wall of these are people that I can care and love about, um, and if they don't fully see me the way that I want to be seen, I can't change that. I can't keep living my life for other people's approval. I can live life for what I approve and what I love and what I get to stand by. And if people don't want to be there for that, even if they're my family, so be it. I can also feel like I can say that because that's where I'm at at 23 going on 24. Um, Not everyone's there. Safety is a big thing too. I want you all to stay safe. But for me, I just, I don't really focus on it as much anymore. So, yeah, um, a big question that I got to was <laughs> the benefits and struggles of being queer with mostly non-queer friends, um, so I wasn't sure if you were asking me this because, like, you think that I don't have a lot of queer friends or, like, etc., um, all of my friends are queer, <laughs> um, I have one or two friends that are pretty close that aren't, um, but the They're, I joke around that they're token friends, which is not the right word, um, but it's, it is, like, because I know them so well, it's okay. Um, most, if not all, my friends are queer, um, and the ones that aren't are the most beautiful, amazing humans with listening ears on how to be better supporters. Um, one of my really beautiful friends, Taylor, you get a shout out because you're not going anywhere, pal, um, has been so open to listen to everything, um, and respectful to know that they, she not once has looked at me and said, oh, I totally got that, um, respectful and beautiful enough to know that she can find commonalities in our stories without having to identify as queer, but also recognize that our stories are completely different and you can't fully compare, um, And so I surround myself with people that are like-minded to me. Uh, And I think I was in that stage of life a couple years ago where I was identifying as bisexual, but I was surrounded by all people that were not part of the LGBTQ community, and so I felt like an outsider. I didn't feel like I had a full sense of community and people that understood me for me. And I think, I don't want to say that, I think it's just hard. I think it's hard to have so much um, different language and different quote-unquote normalcies and different terms and different, um, even types of sex, um, that a lot of people don't understand if they're not part of the community, um, that can get really hard, uh, and I think it just depends on how deep you want those friendships and communication, I think, is number one. If you are identifying as queer and you have friends that are not, but they are so open to having conversations and, like, not making you uncomfortable for being your authentic self, it shouldn't matter. Um, I have beautiful friends that just make me feel comfortable the way I am and would never make me doubt that, and that has been the biggest thing that I look for in friends. So I don't really know if that answered your question, but I feel like that is at least like addressed it a little bit (laughs) if it didn't I'm really sorry um yeah I think I think that addresses it a little bit I feel like I need to address the elephant in the room uh the elephant that I never want to admit that I have but I do and that's TikTok if you are coming here from TikTok if you've made it this far in the podcast maybe this is the first podcast episode you've ever listened to I appreciate you being here. The fact that I went overnight from $80,000 to 111 right now is insane. I think it's been like a day and a half. That's insane. That's so many people. I could fill y'all and Wrigley feel twice, like two, like two times. And I would still have more people I would need to put in that. I don't know how I do it, um, but I am very thankful for that. It's something I don't like to admit just because the internet's like, the internet's the internet, right? Uh, and I never really mention it. When when people bring it up, obviously, I'm very thankful to have the platform. And every once in a while, I'm like, oh my gosh, I made this TikTok, etc. But for the most part, I've tried to really recognize that um, I don't want it to become an entire personality trait and have it consume me because I've had really negative experiences. Um, experiences with social media thus far so um and I grew from that I don't want to go back to that but I do want to thank y'all because that's that's a really cool accomplishment to have that's so many of y'all to say so many people that want to listen to me talk which is wonderful and I'm so thankful for that the biggest thing too is just like the way that it happened was just by me being me and I don't think I've ever been able to fully say that like this is the point in my life where I've been my complete authentic self and I've had so much support for that and that's made me feel so so special and so so thankful and I can't thank y'all enough for making me feel supported in that I don't want to say valid because I know I'm valid no matter who says what um but that's really cool, and I, it's one of those things too that I walk into work every day, and I've had coworkers come up to me like, Finn, I you showed up on my for you page, you showed up on my for you page, and then like other coworkers are like, oh my god, I need to follow you, or like, oh what are you on my for you page, and like. I'm thankful to be in a community of people that recognize that like I'm flattered and like it's cool but like I refuse to let it be a personality trait of mine and to have them like support me and come into work like I watched your TikTok last night but not like have it consume conversations and still like get to know me for me has been something that's been really great. But on the flip-flop of that I also want to say to pals that have been really sweetly you know they live in the area they've came to my work location they've been nothing but kind thank you um it's it's a really hard thing for me because I love my role and I love where I'm working um and y'all know like where I'm at like it's something that's kind of really difficult to hide but I want to say thank you for being respectful for being nothing but kind for understanding that where I'm working, there's a lot of safety precautions, so I can't just, like, jump, (laughs) jump away from what I'm doing to say hi to y'all, but, like, please know if you see me. Please say hi. Um, if you don't see me and you go to my location and ask for me, please just don't do that. Um, if I'm not there, I'm not there. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, but it makes my other coworkers, like, uncomfortable. We have busy, we have a busy role, um, and it's something to be just be cognizant for. Like, you wouldn't, go into a place where you've never met the person and be like, is this person here? Um, Not the most appropriate thing, but if I'm there and you see me, please come say hi. I've had a wonderful encounter of two really sweet queer friends that uh, really sweetly, I could tell when I brought them, I like pointed to the line they were looking at, like they kept looking me up and down and they were smiling, they had (laughs) matchup, matching purple air, I'm so sorry, because you came in, and I was so exhausted, and I can't remember your names, and I thought I wrote it down, and I didn't, but hello, this is a shout out to y'all, uh, they came in my line, and they kept, like, looking back at me, but didn't say anything, um, I was greeter, they waited for their drinks, they left, whatever, I kept recognizing they were looking at me, but I wasn't sure what, um, and then they came back that night, and I I was at, um, bar, and they came back and said hello and we're super sweet and like that's the appropriate thing to do and I appreciate that so much and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of um your trip and that you had a wonderful time that's okay I'm never gonna get yelled at for saying hi to guests um but just be cognizant of the fact that I'm thankful for the role I have um and I appreciate all of y'all supporting me and caring about me enough to say hi that's really cool so, I guess those were the questions. I think the last thing, too, to address is, like, uh, this is something that can be taken away at any point, point. and so when I'm diving into, you know, life and feeling like I have to make these deadlines and that I have to do all of these things, who says... I am my worst critic, and so I keep feeling like I didn't post a podcast last week or the week later. Like, I'm such a letdown. I told all these people this was going to be a constant thing. Like, how dare I not be able to do this? It's only been 15 weeks. I can't even stay at it. And then I realized that, like, the people that care about me are going to understand, and the people that don't are not, they're not worth my mental energy. So if you're here and you're listening to this and you realize that I was super busy the past two weeks, thank you. I will be honest and say that yes, I am working 50 to 60 hour weeks, and there's going to be some weeks where there's not going to be episode, and there's probably going to be some weeks where there's maybe an hour to an hour and a half long episode, and there's going to be 10 minute episodes, Um, but I want to keep this going because it's kind of like a diary of where my life's been growing. Um, To know that I started this, As a very different person using very different pronouns to see where I'm at now has been something that's just been super validating comforting wonderful to like watch which I think is a lot of y'all seeing me on tiktok and like seeing me grow has been something really cool for y'all and I appreciate that so I just want to say thank you that's kind of where I'm at pals I wish I had more to talk about I hope I answered the questions that were given to me um yeah. Is there anything else? i have tried to think. Yes. The last thing I wanted to address is, um, my name had changed, and I just kind of, like, grew, I, I just, I moved on past it. Um, and I realized, too, that I wanted to say that, um, I never made a big announcement to family and friends, and I think that a part of that was, like, I didn't feel the need to change my name, but I wanted to. And I've been experiencing a lot of people asking, like, oh, is that your real name? Or, like, is that the name that you go by? And, like, no, that's my name. And I want to, like, I want to address that um, not just trans people change their name. You're allowed to change your name, okay? Who created the idea that this is your given name by your parents and you have to keep that name? no that's not true anyone can change their name so I just want to get that out of the way that for all of y'all they're like oh but like yeah is that your real no that's if someone gives you a name you honor that name it doesn't matter what it is you honor it uh I just wanted to address that real quick because I've seen a lot of conversations on tiktok of people being like well that's not like is that your are you gonna change your name now that you're trans or like oh you didn't change your name you have a feminine name you have a masculine no, that's part of the issue. Um, even like other trans people asking trans people if they're gonna change their name is something that's just not appropriate because that creates that mindset that like in order to be trans you have to change your name. There's a lot of people that don't want to and there's a lot of people that do and that's okay. But I've seen so much discourse on that app about everything about people commenting, like, I can't be trans and queer and gay, like, I can't be this, this. No. Let's... Can we just throw that out the window? The fact that I am watching people beat each other up for their own labels, that people can't be this, this, and this, is... Comical is actually embarrassing to our community of people that are supposed to lift each other up because the fact that someone else thinks that they have authority to come tell someone else what their pronouns should be, what they should be, how they should identify is literally the complete opposite of what we should be doing as a community of people. There's my little rant at the end of this episode just because I've been feeling so passionate about it and I wanted to address it really quickly. Um, i can do a whole episode on it i will say that there are so many things going on in my life that it's so hard to come up with topics so always feel free to message me always feel free to talk to me i really appreciate y'all being here you can't tell life is messy as composed as i try to be um, it's a hot mess so thank you for listening thank you for being here my name is finn you've been listening to this composed mess I use he, him, and they, them pronouns. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope you enjoyed this one-sided, messy FaceTime call. Um, Please know that there will be plenty more of them, and have a good one. Bye, pals.